I feel devotion. I feel devotion. I feel uh, the devotion. I feel devotion. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Devotion Podcast. I'm Joan Marcet, recording from an overpriced flat in Berlin, Germany, and 2,000 kilometers away from here. Also recording is my dear friend Aniol, a.k.a. Annie Hoops, safe from Kevin Panther's bromance. What up, Annie? Well, in love with Kevin Panther and Malcolm Delaney love story, indeed. But just excited to be once again here and be able to record another episode. Yeah, all, our segment this is starting. It's very Milan focused. We always bring people from from Milan. I like that. I like that. Uh, today again, we count with uh, the zoned boys, uh, Gerard Sule, uh, also from Spain. Um, he's gonna join the show. He's gonna give his usual hot takes, and yeah, we're very happy to have you again here. How are you doing, Gerard? Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Uh, very happy to come back. Uh, I, last uh, week, the, you had uh, Imar Ojeda, who is one of probably the best uh, GMs in Europe. Uh, obviously, the level is decreasing uh, on this week, but uh, I, I think uh, we will have a, a very fine show. I'm sure, I'm Oops. sure. And it was it a really, blast. Yeah, exactly. It was a blast to have Imar here. Shoutouts to, to, to him to, for joining us. So Definitely. And it served him well. They won. So, you know, he should come more often. He should come more often. Well, guys, we have, we have a playoff battle that is on fire. Annie, what, what's your take on it? Well, that it's on fire. And I think that we're, each week we're saying, okay, this week is key for that, to show us who's going to be the, the seventh and the eighth spot. But... I think right now, I'm going to say it once again, but because it's true, next week we have uh, Zenit Basconia that's going to be like, I, I think it's the most important game so far for, for Basconia. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, Gerard, how do you see it? Obviously, it's crucial for, for both of them. Uh, I think now Zenit is struggling a little bit. Uh, Maybe team uh, the team is not uh, getting moral alternatives, especially in offense. Uh, a part of Pangos. Pangos is playing amazing this year, but when he's tired or he's not shooting well, team uh, the team is not uh, producing offensively. And I think uh, in this moment of the season, it, it, that's very important for them. And obviously for Basconia is a, a, a must-win game. Uh, if they want to keep uh, the player faith uh, alive, uh, they must win in, in Russia. It's, it will be a very tough game. But I think now Basconia has a very physical team and they are in a very good shape. Gerard, was Zenit playing over their possibilities so far? What do you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I think they they have played very well during the season, especially uh, on defensive mind, uh, probably one of the best in, in the EuroLeague. But uh, I think what this team lacks is probably uh, they need more weapons on, on offense. Uh, uh, everything is uh, focused on Pango's uh, attitude, uh, Pango's uh, 
performance uh, during the games. Uh, when Pengos is not uh, playing good, team is losing games like uh, they lost against Valencia by 30 in a uh, uh, very terrible game of, uh, of all the players. Probably it's the next step for them for next season. Uh, try to sign different backward players who can help the team. Uh, especially on, on shooting, especially on scoring, uh, because when Pangos has the ball, everybody is happy. But if Pangos doesn't have the ball, then this is, is struggling uh, really, uh, especially on the last month. Let's see if they can keep it together. It's just five games to go, and they've been in playoff spots the whole year. So it would be it would be kind of kind of sad for them. But aside from the bottom playoff teams we've got a lot of like top playoff team matchups because uh, milan won against seskia in a super crucial battle did you guys watch it what's your take on that game well the take is that seskia has lost six uh six games since milutinov was injured so very 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 bad two months for the russian team so far I think that the most intriguing uh, thing on this team is what is happening with Mike James, uh, because uh, they had uh, very good opportunities during the game to to reduce the, the Milan lead, uh, and especially in the second half, uh, more or less the the last quarter, Mike James uh, almost didn't shot, didn't take a shot. Uh, it was like crazy. Uh, probably he's uh, trying to 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 be more uh, not only an individual or more collective, but probably uh, in that moment, especially in clutch time, the Cheske uh, needed him, uh, and I think he he didn't step up, uh, and probably something is happening in Moscow. Maybe he's saving all those shots for the playoff. Hopefully, because it's been a show so uh, so far. The other game at the very top was the Clásico, guys. FC Barcelona again, convincing win. Um, do you see Real Madrid beating them another time this season in hypothetical EuroLeague playoffs or the ACB? Because uh, at the moment, FC Barcelona looks like half Real Madrid's number. Well, I think if they finally win Barcelona, they'll need Sergio Llull and Rudy Fernández to come back. Otherwise, I think... They have a, a lack of leaders. They have one guy that it's like a main pillar of the team, Walter Tavares. But apart from that, they don't have more leaders on the court, I think, in my belief. I think that uh, what is happening this year in Madrid is, uh, is very, very reasonable. Uh, it's not uh, an easy situation for them. It's not an easy season. Uh, when when Campazzo left the team, uh, they had some problems uh, on, on scoring, but also on leadership. They had some terrible injuries like Randolph. Uh, and I think uh, they will be competitive because Lasso's teams uh, are very competitive, but you cannot demand from them to go to the final four. I think it's not a realistic goal now for them. Uh, they will try to compete. They will try to, to go to call, but uh, I am not uh, optimistic about that. Well, after like 10 years in a row, or like since Lasso's been there with 
probably the first year that we cannot uh, demand them to go into the final four. And that's like a huge success for that program. And I think that everyone in Barcelona is kind of relieved as well that they, you know, lost a bit of a, of a step there because it was... Coach, yes, uh, the coaches uh, didn't like this this phrase, but but I think it's the, the most accurate phrase. Uh, it's a transition year for Real Madrid. Yeah, it is. And that's fine. When you've been 10 years on top, you should you should have transition years. It's healthy for the organization as well. Um, and also, I think it's really healthy to admit that there's transition years. Hmm. Otherwise, it no, happens but, like... But, it happens but nobody will, will admit that. Everybody will say, no, no, we are Real Madrid. We have to compete for every title. We have to win something. Uh, and nobody will admit that, no, no, this is a transition year, so we have to play well, we have to be competitive, but we are not thinking about titles. But in my opinion, you can have a transitional year while competing for the Copa del Rey or the Liga Andesa. Why not? Maybe you have less chances to win it, but still. I mean, they made it to the final of La Copa del Rey, which is already... What what you what, for me? What you have to ask Real Madrid this season, and if they make it to the final on the Euro of, of the Euro League, no, that would be great. Of the ACB League and Euro League playoff, I think I think that's that's still a, a accomplishing goals given the circumstances. Yeah, maybe a realistic goals for for them. Uh, I think Barcelona is the biggest problem. Not not Valencia, not Basconia, not Unicaja. Uh, it's Barcelona, and they wa they want to beat them. But I think now, uh, if uh, Real obviously could could win one game, but not a series. Doesn't look like that right now. They they look like uh, FC Barcelona have their number. We talked a lot about Basconia and the challenge that they have next season, uh, next next week. Sorry, I don't want to rush too much to next season. Um, but they also had a super important challenge last week and they took care of business against FC Bayern guys great display by Basconia um, what are your takes how did Basconia manage to win one of these finals that they have to to still be into the playoff race well I think that if something is Basconia as a team with Dusko on the bench is a very serious team so they're capable of winning this kind of games against Maybe not top one Euroleague teams, but yes, against teams such as Bayern that they're having a blast of a season. I think uh, obviously it's a great win for, for them, but uh, probably somebody in Vitoria will be uh, um, reminding this game not uh, for the win, just for the final uh, score, because Basconia uh, left an amazing opportunity to get the average uh, against Bayern, and probably it will be crucial uh, at the end of the season. Well, we're going to talk about this, Gerard, because you still, you still think that Basconia has chances to classify for the playoff. I don't. But it's going to be interesting to exchange opinions here. I, I think they have uh, few opportunities, few chances to to get uh, to the playoffs because 
it will be a hard schedule for them. Uh, next games, especially away, uh, are not easy. Uh, you have to play in Athens also against uh, a really uh, different Panathinaikos team. But uh, I have to trust uh, Coach Ivanovic. Uh, if Ivanovic says we can do it, I have to, to trust him. Well, hope is the, la the, the, the last thing you, you lose. But it's what you said, Gerard, that if you take a look on the upcoming games of the three teams that maybe they are fighting for this eighth spot of the EuroLeague, there's no discussion about Vasconia uh, having the, the, the most difficult one here. So you have to, firstly, this week against uh, Zenit, in Russia, but then Armani is the second, then Panathinaikos and Anadolu. And if you want it a little bit more, then a final crucial game can be the one at La Fonteta against Valencia, the April the 8th. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we are talking all, uh, only about Basconia, Valencia and Zagiris. Probably the, the most difficult schedule is for Bayern. Next uh, five games are very, very tough. Uh, and I don't think uh, maybe they win. They will win one, but if you have 19 wins, you made the playoffs. I don't think so. Yeah. Also, the the thing with Basconia is that it's very funny because this year they have lost four games against Asbel and Alba, for example. Like they both they lost both games, and they but they managed to beat Seskia. They managed to beat Real Madrid twice. So the schedule can be always kind of tricky in this in this year's uh, Euroleague. But it, but it's like a typical season for from Basconia. You you lost some games. How did you lose that game? And uh, you have uh, Cheska, you have uh, Real, you have very difficult games, especially at home, and they win. But I, I think they won also in uh, Anadolu FS uh, Kurt. They won also in Fenerbahce. So very difficult. They won in Milan at the start of the season. Um, well, it's a very typical season in, in Basconia. Every year is the same. Yeah, guys, I, I think it's like, I really want to know if you, Gerard, for example, if you really see them. So what we're going to do is that we're going to make our top eight bets for, for uh, the end of the season. Just five rounds to go. And we're going to do it this way, like, the both of you and then me, we're going to give our four top teams and uh, we can have like a short explanation one why we see them positioning the way we do. For example, like we start with who do we see first, second, third and fourth. Then we're going to hear every, everyone's takes and then we're going to do the juicer part for me that is the, the, the bottom eight. Uh, sorry, the bottom four uh, from fifth to eighth. I don't know who wants to start. Uh, maybe Gerard, as you are the guest, maybe the floor's yours. Who do you see being first, second, third, and fourth from now till the end of the season? I, I have to be the first, no? Uh, probably Barcelona will we will take the league. The, they have a very important game in Milano this this week. If they won, uh, if they, they win this game, they are on the top for sure. At the second position, uh, uh, I think Milano is playing great, but uh, you have to do to keep an eye to Anadolu's FS, especially uh, not only the games, the the how they are playing, uh, because 
last year we we talked about them and say well it's amazing team but they have an incredible uh, player in Shane Larkin Larkin is not performing that well and the team is crushing every opponent on the court for me it's the second position for Anadolu Efes the third position is for Armani Milano And the fourth position, uh, I think it will be for Fenerbahce. Uh, I will. I, I think that they are playing very good. Uh, last week they lost in Valencia in a very defensive game, uh, and the coach Kokoskov uh, was very mad at the end of the game. Not only um, about the attitude of the, of the players, because uh, I think that they they tried to perform well because they uh, have some lack of uh, creating an offense uh, and that was very shocking uh, comparison to to other games i think fenerbahce will will make that top four because i don't think uh, cheska uh, will win probably the next six six games because they have a postponed game against panathinaikos maybe they will win three I think it's not uh, easy for them. It's a very tough situation now on the team. Uh, they are losing games. They lost by 30 in Istanbul against FS. Um, I think Cheska will finish at the fifth position and we will have a very funny game, a very funny series uh, between Fenerbahce and Cheska. Oh, take my money already. I want to see that. I want to see that. Any top four? of the Euroleague, la creme de la creme. Hmm. I, I agree with Gerard in most of the teams. I think Barcelona will qualify the first. He's having a, an amazing season so far. Then I think that there's a team that, yeah, it's unstoppable right now. It's Anadolu Efes. Even though, even though, I mean, it's time they lose one game. And who knows if they, if they lose at, at Munich uh, this week. That's a hot take. And a hike, uh, a risky one, but I don't know. It's something tells me that at least it's going to be a, an even game. And then the third position for Milano. And then the fourth, I've been taking a, a look to the upcoming games for Fenerbahce. And he has to visit Kaunas. It's always very difficult. Then, um, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, they, they, they play they play against uh, Kaunas in, in Istanbul, yeah, yeah, they, so it will be an easy win for them. <laughs> yeah, they play at home, my mistake. But then they have to go and visit Olympiacos and Bayern and a final week where they're visiting, well, they, they're having as a guest Barcelona and Real Madrid. It's going to be a very difficult uh, week for them because I think Real Madrid will still be willing to to win crucial games such as this one the last uh the last week against them so i'll i, I think that the russian that Seskia finally will come back from these upsetting two months and classifying fourth i i don't like the betting but i have to bet with this uh round 33 cheska himki hmm. oh Maybe Himki could upset Cheska. No, there's no way, Gerard. Do you think so? I mean, no, if... no. I, obviously, obviously, it's it's crazy. But uh, 
maybe not Thimki, but uh, why Panathinaikos could not mm. win in, in Cheska? It will be the last game of the season because they will play that postponed game after the last uh, the last week. Uh, I don't think uh, Cheska will win in, in Madrid on or in St. Petersburg. Uh, they will have some problems to beat uh, as well. And let's see against uh, Red Star against Belgrade because uh, now I am very very intriguing uh, about what is happening in in Moscow because it could be something uh, uh, anecdotal uh, and they they could make the, the final four but now it doesn't seem that it seems like team maybe is broken uh, something is happening obviously they they are missing a lot nikola milutinov uh, mm-hmm. and uh, i have to say that why they have signed michael eric who uh, even play he didn't uh, play against milano you signed somebody to replace your starting center and he didn't play against milano maybe he he's not the best option Well, Besterman is in Barcelona and he's not playing in either. So, but he 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 was not signing uh, like a replacement of well, the, your starting uh, five guy. But of course, it was not easy for them to 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 find like a center, a good, decent center at at this at this stage of of the Euroleague, I think. Uh, in, on this Euro, on this Euroleague, apart of Goodridge and uh, Mario Hesonia, probably signings were really weird this this mm-hmm. season because you yeah. have also Alex Tayos in, in Real. It was yeah. like what he's what he's doing right now in, in Real. Jar, I have to tell you that I know what happens with Seska. I didn't want it to tell you before, but I think Joan, if you let me, I'll go for it. Sure. What happened is that one month ago, Mike James stopped wearing jeans. He posted a tweet like one month ago saying that he's not wearing jeans anymore. So he's going to be on his sport trousers all the, <laughs> the whole week. You league. think he, he should go back to the jeans? And I think he has to go back to the jeans. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. It's not about his shooting. It's not about uh, a team falling apart. Gerard is that Mike James stopped wearing jeans. That's more serious than it, that it's, it looks like. Especially in Russia, it must be cold, right? To just uh, you, you have to, to wear a pair of jeans yeah. uh, in Russia. It, <laughs> not, not only one, because it, would, it could be like uh, minus 30 right now there. I, I know that a week ago in St. Petersburg, they were 20, like 20 degrees minus zero. So just to... Oh, R- River was freezed. Uh, because when Valencia went there, uh, I have some some text uh, about uh, the game with with Valencia guys. I would say no, the river in in the city is absolutely frozen. I, I thought you you were you were saying Casey Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey Rivers is also frozen this year. Yeah, yeah, true. Not not hot shooting hand. He's struggling. He's struggling. Casey draw. Um, yeah, but I'm really happy, Annie, that you're trying to save Seski season just by with these little tips, you know, just like Mike, 
go back to it the gym. Secret, but I wanted to share it with you guys. That's good. That that's almost like like scouting for other teams. You know, as far as Mike is not wearing jeans, we're gonna be okay. Um, I'm going back to the bet just very quickly because I have exactly the same positioning as you, Annie. Um, hopefully, it's not gonna be that the same way for the bottom four, but. Uh, I have FC Barcelona, but I was very tempted to put FS on top because I don't think they are going to lose. And let's see about FC Barcelona. Um, FS obviously second, very, very close. Milan sticks at third because they are solid. And I'm, I'm trusting E2Ds to, you know, integrate Lundberg even better. And uh, hopefully Mike James starts wearing jeans plus uh, he... You know, he also had to stop and, and was a kind of a weird season, but maybe with more repetitions and just keep playing, he, he gets more into it. So those are my top four. Gerard, it's your turn again for your bottom five, from five to eight. Just, just a moment. Um, Go for Gerard, it. what do you think if this week Bayern Munich beats Anadolu Efes? You dye your hair? That, that, that will not happen. Okay, you dye your hair blonde. I will not do that. <laughs> I will not do that for sure. Uh, because what Bayern saw this, this year is that they are capable to beat uh, anybody on this, uh, on this EuroLeague. But now it will be very shocking news because probably I, I have to agree with, with Juan. Probably Anadolu FS, we will win. They will win all the games. All the next games, they will uh, beat Real in, in Madrid. They will beat Basconia in, in Vitoria. They will beat Milan in Milano. Uh, maybe now they are the the most uh, powerful team in mm -hmm. in the Euroleague. The team to beat for me, definitely. And nice try, Annie, with Gerard trying to dye his hair. Yeah, upsetting result. You know, he, he's seen enough basketball not to... I, not to I have to that. ask why, because uh, <laughs> it was like a weird uh, uh, request for from you. I was thinking over there, because you, you said that Bayern could end outside the playoff spots, and I'm saying that... This you you are doing a spoiler right now. <laughs> <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. I'm just going to add to my... To my uh, to make it more interesting and more risky that if SA Barcelona doesn't win against Milan, FS is going to finish uh, at the top. Just, just to close I, it. I have to agree with that. I, I, will, I have to agree with that. Uh, if Barcelona loses in, in Italy, probably FS could, could be at the, uh, in the top. But still you have two, three games advantage. So you're going to have two games advantage from, from but, Milan. But Anadolu FS has a postponed game. Mm-hmm against uh, Maccabi in, in Tel Aviv and uh, they beat Barcelona twice so uh, if they if they draw uh, against them they will go in the top do you imagine Maccabi winning Anadolu I mean they are, they are a crazy team maybe Scott Wolbeckin nails eight three-pointers after a disappointing season and then I, I, I think I think you have to Stop your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, you're, you're really looking we forward. Are, we, we are a few minutes before, like, you imagine him keep beating all the teams <laughs> and winning the next five games? Making it to the playoff, him key for some reason, we extend the season and they, they come back and they, they make it with Jordan Mickey's show. 
Okay. Now it's the real time, Gerard. Now, Annie, with his suggestion and proposals, he gave you more time if you wanted to rethink about your bottom uh, four, but the floor's yours. Well, uh, he made the spoiler. Uh, for me, Bayern is out. Uh, the fifth position, as I said uh, before, it will be for Cheska. The sixth position, uh, it will be for Real Madrid. Uh, the seventh position will be for Zenit. And at the eighth position, it will be Valencia Basket, who will win the next five games. And okay. yeah, and stay in the Euroleague for next season for sure. Mm -hmm. Nice. If 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 they win those five games, they are in. You cannot uh, make the playoffs with the uh, without um, less than eighteen, obviously. But if you have twenty wins, you are in. Okay. Okay. We'll see. That's a, that's a hot take, man. Uh, I really hope that actually, if Valencia stays after winning five in a row, that would be that would be amazing. I was very impressed Just, by the. Uh, you have to, you have to look at Bayern's schedule. Uh, they have uh, three different games at home. Uh, they have Anadolu Efes. They will have Fenerbahce, and they will have also Zalgiris, who would be the easiest one. And they have to play in Valencia against Valencia Basket. Uh, if Valencia beats them by more than 11 points, it will be crucial for Valencia. And at the last game of the season, they will have to play in Barcelona with uh, against Pau Gasol and uh, Barcelona's team. So for me, it's not uh, something uh, weird to say Bayern will will lose. They they will will lose uh, all the games. They will have no wins until the end. Maybe they could win Zagreb, so it's 19 wins for them. But Valencia, we will have. They will have uh, 20. Well, but watch out, because Valencia has to come to Berlin. Let's see. let's see about that. I would feel I would feel kind of bad if they win the four games and they lose against Alba. That wouldn't make any any sense. Well, I, I have I have to think about that because it could be the double uh, round week, the last one that we have because Valencia is losing all the second games in double week. And Alba is usually losing all the time. But let's see <laughs> let's see about that. Uh, Annie, bottom well, four. Well, well, firstly, Joan, one thing that it's clear is that if Valencia wants to classify, they have to improve their image from the last game they played in Ligandesa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shaming. Don't, don't, mix, don't mix competitions. Don't mix competitions. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was something that I thought it would happen against Manresa one week ago. In the end, it happened against uh, Gipuzkoa. With, but, but, but if you ask them, probably they, they will say, okay, we lost against Manresa in ACB, but we won in Tel Aviv against Maccabi. They are focusing on in EuroLeague right now. Uh, nobody is caring about that terrible loss in, in ACB against the, the last team in, in the season. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. But still, still it was, I mean... 
it, you it, had it, to watch that not, game. That's that's why it was painful for you. Yeah, it was painful, but also it was like the the way they lost. But whatever, it's true that you cannot mix competitions, and it's true that they let it go, and it had to happen because maybe they don't have a a white roster. It's it, no, it's it's very out. easy. Uh, they had like 10 turnovers in five minutes in the first half in the first quarter. Yeah, and uh, from that 10 turnovers, uh, Gipuzkoa Basket scored like 12 points uh, on the fast break, mm -hmm. and they started like 20, losing like 20 to four. Uh, it was yeah, like they had a 22 lead early in the second. So yeah, no, it's it's it was a crazy game, but obviously mm, Valencia was not focusing on that game uh, on ACB. They are focusing yes. only on a, on Euroleague right now. Annie, your bottom four for the playoff. It was tricky and it was difficult to make my mind and choose the four last classifieds. But I think that I have to disagree with Gerard on this one because, well, what a surprise. Especially because, I, uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I said that uh, Bayern is going to be on the playoff. But whatever, fifth position for Fenerbahce, then the sixth for Real Madrid, seventh for Valencia, I agree on this one, and then eighth for Bayern Munich. So they are out Zenit and also Asconia. I, I am shocked, absolutely shocked. So uh, Bayern is more reliable team than, than Zenit, uh, who will have uh, to go... To Himki, uh, who will have four, no, five games at home. It's more reliable, more reliable Bayern. No, no, uh, uh, it's incredible. It's hey, incredible. Gerard, that's my personal bet. So <laughs> no, no, I, you, you have you you, you have the the chance to bet uh, what, uh, about what what do you think? But uh, I think it's unreal. Shit, well, Gerard. Now, now I think that you will just stand up and leave after you hear mine. <laughs> because Zenit it was very close. Have, Zenit doesn't have a very easy schedule to. But so they, it, apart and of, I have to, they, they to will play against the that most. Not that Bayern will win another one this week. So. Okay, uh, it, it it could be, but. Uh, How many games will Bayern uh, win until the end? You have the you well, have the opportunity now. They they will win against Anadolu Efes. Okay, they will beat Valencia in Valencia. Why not? No, no. You have to say yes or no. Yes. Okay, so they have 20 wins. Uh, they will beat Fenerbahce at home. Why not? Okay, so, so Bayern is the most incredible team in the in the Euroleague right now, and uh, and Nioli is saying that uh, Bayern will win the no, Euroleague. I said, year. why not? I mean, yes, but I, but I would, obviously, would, like I would give my heart to to the big bat of the Euroleague right now. The okay, giant what 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 I am asking to you is, they have 18 wins right now, yeah. which will be the number. At the end of the season, 2021, we'll see. But if if they have 20, but Valencia has 22, uh, 
uh, and Valencia beats them in in Valencia by more than uh, 11 points, they are out. But I, then... I, I, I don't think Zenit... Uh, they have a postponed game against Panathinaikos. So it's 17 wins for them, not 16. From, well... from, that, from that point... They have Basconia in St. Petersburg. They could lose. Okay. They will win against Himki there uh, in Moscow. Okay. Uh, it's 18. Against mm. one of the most horrible Cheska in the season, at home, they could win. Uh, but I'm going to okay. tell you the same. They could win, but are they no, going to okay, win? Okay, they okay, okay. They, 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 uh, they could win. We suppose that they are losing the game. They are still in 18 wins. Asbel and Maccabi at home, the last two games, it's 20 wins. It's 20 wins at least. Gerard, if I had to, to bet something, like if Zenit is staying, then Valencia is out. But Bayern, for me... But, but, but for me, for me, it's, it's more reasonable uh, that point. For, okay. for me, it's, it's, it's more logical to say, okay, you have yeah, Bayern in, so, Valen yes, so Valencia know. is out. Mm -hmm. But you cannot put Bayern in Valencia and you are kicking out uh, Zenit. Well, maybe not. But maybe but, <laughs> but that was what you said. Is it possible, Gerard, or not? <laughs> Everything then, is possible. Mistaken, <laughs> then you can come back next episode or maybe four weeks from now and then we're going to discuss again. And if you're right, okay, I'm gonna shut my mouth up. If Bayern has, if Bayern has uh, 20 wins and Zenit has 20 wins, Bayern is out because Zenit wins by one by five at Russia, and they lost by two in Munich. But still, they are one. So, well, we'll see. I will not be invited again half. to the show of course you will after this for sure after the playoffs you already clear your schedule like after the regular season you are coming back to because we want this, this fight part 2 and you know last time you told me guys that I was not getting into it I see Bayern finishing the season with 21 wins by the way that's, Thank my, you, that's my prediction uh, so, so they will have three wins in the yes. next five games. Which yes. will be the wins? For me, they are beating Valencia. Uh, okay. in Valencia. They are beating Fenerbahce and they are beating Zalgiris. It could be. That's like... like but as you will see now, um, maybe there's one team that you both guys are very sure that I'm not that sure about. Um I still think they will make the playoff, but maybe in a different position. So my top bottom, uh, my top bottom, what, what's that? Or it's either my, top yeah, or either top. bottom, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. My, my bottom uh, four playoff teams, it's at fifth, I will have FC Bayern with 21 wins. Um, yeah, I'm optimistic about, about them. Wh which um, was your fourth uh, position? Seskiew. Uh, they will love that in Moscow. Yes, I know, I know, and it's gonna be like, uh, and, may and maybe also in Munich. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Like, I would prefer to play of the top four teams that that most of us have. Please, well, please send send this episode to Andrea Trinkieri. <laughs> he would he would be super happy. Um, 
But yeah, it's also like a battle between the playoff, the, the team that never played the playoff versus the team that plays the playoff every year. So I think that's also something something to watch. At six, I have Real Madrid. Um, also the way the way they are staying. Um, at seven, I have Zenit because I also see that they play a lot of games at home. And, you know, I was kind of worried after they lost against, against Olympiacos, but still I see them. And I have Fenerbahce at eight because I was really disappointed with the last performance against Valencia. Like, and I think that against top teams, against playoff teams, if Guduric is not at the like 10 winning streak uh, Guduric level that he was, they really struggle on offense. Like I've seen them struggling on offense against FC Barcelona, not reaching 60 points against Valencia last, uh, last week. And I'm really worried about like when things get tough, I know they have the colo and that's kind of a, a stupid maybe thing to say by me, but the rest of the guys, I don't see them stepping up that much and they are having trouble to get buckets. So Fenerbahce at eight, and then we, ha- we would have a Fenerbahce-FC Barcelona matchup in the quarterfinals that I think that would be pretty interesting as well. I have to agree with, with you. Probably Fenerbahce, will, will, they will finish on the top four or not the eighth position. There's no a middle level for them. Because uh, if the team uh, gets uh, the performances that they had uh, during that streak, probably they will make the, the top four. But if not, uh, they have a, a very, not, not difficult, but uh, it's an intriguing schedule. Uh, because they have to go to Munich, they have to go to Greece to go against Olympiacos, they have to play Barcelona and Real. Uh, it's, it's not easy. They could win everything, but they could lose also three or four games. You know, guys, what I think it's super cool about it, that just like three days from now, everything we said might just go into waste because uh, on Thursday this week, it's full of like playoff, uh, playoff matchups or like playoff deciding matchups that... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably going to change the whole the whole scenario. And and we we don't have to forget that Valencia Basket, who is one of the most unstable teams in in the Euroleague, are playing in Himkis Kirk. They already <laughs> beat uh, okay. so one Gerard Spanish team. Just went from that. Just went from Valencia is going to win all no, the no. games left. They, they will win. Oh, they will win that. No, no, no. So they I'm will gonna win pester it. you for four years if I am right and you're wrong. Just no, no. I, I, obviously, Valencia will win it, but uh, maybe it's not the easier Himki than some weeks ago. I think uh, they are playing better uh, and they beat well. How many points is Jordan Mickey scoring against Valencia? Plus. 25, easy? Uh, it's 25 for Vicky and 25 for McCollum. But is Jordan Mickey finishing the season with Kinky? He looks nobody like knows. he's having fun, no? He looks like he's having <laughs> no, fun. Nobody knows. Probably but one week w- ago what... they were saying that he was about to leave the, the team after the double Devin round. Booker is, is, is leaving. Devin Booker probably will not play anymore with this team. And now it's McCollum and Mickey show. And it's fun. 
it's been fun so far. But but it's not a surprise that Himki is playing better without Ejbet <laughs> than with Ejbet. Well, it is not. No. Here no. we agree. We shouldn't finish any episode without a bit of hate for for Alexis, but I, I'm happy. I'm happy this came up. That that will be probably the the most uh, important headline of the next off season because if Himki doesn't play in the Euroleague, what will happen with Alexei Bet? That's mm. also a nice bet to make. Uh, I see him. I see him replacing Wilbekin in Maccabi. Oh, no. don't do that to them. No. <laughs> Don't do them like that. I, 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 w- I want to see Esbet with a serious coach like Sferopoulos. Not, not Kurti, 90s, not Malsev. Uh, no, no. Somebody who, okay, you are coming here. You will be a very important guy on this team, but you have to be focused also on defense. And if you are not, you are going to the bench. Oof. To be honest, right now I see him in the Champions League scoring 35 <laughs> points per game and just 50-50, you know, barely way. making the playoff, but he will be <laughs> With scoring. With any say. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the, the easiest way for, for him. Uh, staying in Himki, uh, I maybe in Euro Cup, maybe in Champions League, but uh, he will crush everything, obviously. He, he will score 30 per game. Yeah, yeah. But not win the, the title, <laughs> probably, probably not win it all. Um, do you want to get maybe guys? Do you want to check because there are some really interesting matchups uh, next week, and maybe Jadar and Annie, you can guys tell me which games are you gonna are you gonna gonna keep an eye on next week? Because we have uh, on the official Euroleague website it says Tuesday, but this week is Thursday, Friday, right? And we have a postponed game. We have the postponed game between uh, Maccabi and Ephes. Okay, Maccabi and Ephes, but that looks like an easy one for Ephes, if you ask me. We'll see. We'll but, see. But, we'll but see. Everything is possible, Annie. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I look at Maccabi, like I look at um, how was the what which was the name of the Australian tennis player? <laughs> oh my God, man! You just got me completely. Layton Hewitt. Ah, okay. I look at I look at Maccabi as I look at Kyrgios. But he's American. Think... <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> he's not What? American. Kyrgios? I have no idea. Guys. No, no, no. No, no. Yes, yes, he is. He's he's OC. He's OC. Yeah, but yeah, like a crazy, crazy team that it's capable of the worst things and the and the best if they have the a lucky day. Well, then... I, ha- I have to agree with uh, with Aniol because... Are you agreeing uh, with me? What's, what's yes, going on? Do you yes. have fever? Do you have coronavirus? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm noting I'm, this I'm down. Okay. I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. But uh, I, I have to to read what Sphiropoulos said uh, at the last press conference. Uh, he said, we are already thinking about next season. So probably they will beat... And Adol Wefes, because they, they were in the same mood uh, against Valencia. No, very difficult game for us. We have to think about the league. And, and they beat them. So, you know, guys, you cannot miss tomorrow's game. Uh, or tonight's game, actually, because this we're recording now, but it's going to air tomorrow. Um, 
aside from that, we have Zenit Basconia. I guess that's one to keep an eye on. Um, Fenerbahce Zalgiris. It's like every game is a playoff battle this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip the Alba Olympiagos for obvious reasons. Magabi as well is also not that, that strong. But Madrid, Seskie, probably we will see if Seskie finishes in the top four or not after this game. Um, Himki Valencia, as you said, Annie probably <laughs> uh, Himki's win. Um, Panathinaikos Red Star, Bayern, FSN, first against current runner up. There is uh, uh, Milano receiving uh, FC Barcelona. Which games are you guys watching this week? Well, of course, we're going to start early with the Zenit Basconia to see what happens with, with Zenit. I know it's difficult that they're out, but anyways, I, I made my bet. And also the Real Madrid CSKA, also a classic, a must-watch game. And finally, the Bayern FS and Milano Barça, very difficult game for, for the Catalans because Barcelona will have to, to take in mind that they have a double round this week. Because on Tuesday they are facing Unicaja in a postponed game of the Ligandesa. So I, I don't think that obviously it's not an easy game for, for Barcelona, but uh, despite they, they had some great performance in, in Moscow, I think now Barcelona is a way better team than, than Milano mm-hmm. uh, because they, they don't have Delaney who is mm-hmm. uh, still injured and uh, probably they had like the, their highlight of the season beating Cheska in, in Moscow and uh, now the team will be more relaxed and uh, Barcelona has an, a very good opportunity to, say, to secure that top spot and probably they, they will beat them. On the other games, um, I want to keep an eye to Bayern and Adolo FS because uh, what will happen there, uh, it could define everything. Uh, if Bayern beats FS, uh, everything changes. If FS wins Bayern, uh, obviously if Valencia won, uh, if Fenerbahce wins, uh, something could happen because now we, we are in, the, in a situation in this EuroLeague that... Um, each game is is uh, more important than than the past game because uh, we have some some games. For example, this week we have Panathinaikos uh, Red Star that uh, only matters to Mario Hezonia. But all the other games, uh, probably everybody is, is focusing on that to say I want to keep an eye to to other games. Definitely, and also something which, that I, I mean, Gerard, which ones are you adding this week? I will, be in, I will be in Fenerbahce's Algiris game. I will be on, on that game. I think the Fenerbahce needs to win, uh, especially to, to gain confidence, uh, to, to be more uh, trusting on, on what they are doing, uh, because last uh, loss against Valencia was like, uh, maybe we are wrong. Zagiris is trying to be competitive, but uh, when they uh, facing that type of teams, they are losing by, by 20. So it could be an easy win for, for Fenerbahce. We're going we're gonna to keep an eye on that. Uh, let's let's uh, keep also, I, I keep at home always uh, Marius Grigoni's alert because the guy can just fire any game uh, up at any point. 
Uh, but something that I forgot to mention before is that we had to wait 29 rounds to have the first team confirm in the playoff, that's FC Barcelona. And that talks super, super highly about how close this year's EuroLeague was. Um, do you guys, uh, were you expecting these guys before? Last, last item before we close. Uh, such a tight EuroLeague this year where a, like five runs to go and everything can still happen. Well, we had uh, probably the most competitive season of, of all time. Uh, and uh, EuroLeague sent us uh, some some different studies uh, that uh, they showed that because we had a lot of uh, games decided by five or less points. Uh, and I think uh, we will have that tendency uh, until the end uh, because we will have uh, very... Uh, emotional playoffs, uh, especially with the doubt that we will have or no fans in, in the arenas. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe when do you uh, you don't have fans in the arena? Maybe uh, all the differences are are reducing uh, because I think uh, that's that's very important, especially like for. For teams like Zalgiris, for, for teams like uh, Red Star, uh, they need that crowd. They need that support. And for me, it's not a surprise to, to get that. I think it's not a bad team in Belgrade this year. But uh, if they had some home support in, in the arena, probably they, they should get uh, three or four more wins. Uh, and I think the teams that needed that uh, missed that a lot and probably it it showed also in on the standings and the team that are strong enough uh, to win those games they are winning already yeah i think it's been the the best euroleague season i remember so far but also the the saddest one because of not feeling like you know not being able to go to the to the courts, not feeling the, the vibes of the of the fans. That's it takes a lot to the to the competition. It's a pity, but I think that also like they they're watching like more seriously also European players that they they go overseas and play in the NBA. Maybe they they need less incentives to come to come back because they know that each after a year sorry year after year it's more competitive. Yeah, and the whole product overall is better. Like uh, the way that the league is sold, like in Spain, um, not just because Gerard is here, but we got a really cool push and a really high quality content with the zone as a platform as well. So I think that overall they are really learning and really doing a great job selling it. And that's also something that players appreciate. Everything is great, a part of Kimki. <laughs> so well, uh, that problem. And was talking about foreign players, and Eric McCollum was at home and saying, "I don't think so." <laughs> no, but not foreign players, not players from overseas, but European players that went mm. overseas. Yeah, yes, ob obviously, obviously, uh, you have Powers all come back uh, to Barcelona. You have Mario Hezonia yeah, coming back. Uh, to Europe now in in Athens, uh, I think it could be something that 
uh, it could be uh, repeating in the next years because uh, it's uh, more difficult to get an important role in in NBA and despite the money differences that they are not that that big uh, but despite that Uh, there's a lot of players that say, I want to play. I want to be very important on the team. I want to come back to Europe. That that will happen. What what happened with uh, Hesonia will will happen in, in future with, with, uh, with uh, some European and non-European players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. Uh, was great to have you, Gerard, back. Annie, the pleasure is always there. Um, Now, Likewise. Gerard, you know, after after this, uh, you have to come back when the regular season is over to so you guys can tear each other apart because Valencia made it or Zenit made it and one of you guys didn't... didn't or, uh... or Bayern won the, the EuroLeague. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We're going to oh. make a special a special episode if that happens. If I had uh, to, like, one wish to ask for is to shut Gerard's mouth and get Bayern in a good spot. <laughs> Please. Uh, I I know that uh, I don't think it's uh, on Thursday. Probably it's on on Friday the game. Yes, on Friday. Uh, if Bayern wins and Adolu FS, and you always text me, I say that. I say that. <laughs> you know, Annie. Call you right after. <laughs> if you do a screenshot and we post it in in devotion, so 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 we keep our fans updated as well. Um, Something else to add, guys? Otherwise, we close it out here. Well, uh, it's the most important moment of the season. Uh, so we have to keep updated, to keep uh, watching all the games, uh, apart of Himki ones. And you have to enjoy this, this EuroLeague because now uh, we are on, at the end of the season. But maybe it's the most crucial time of the year. I'll need to to buy a new TV, Juan, so, because I don't have enough devices to watch all the games. <laughs> Not going for a tablet, eh? You're going to have two TVs. Uh, like two TVs, twice. two computers. Like maybe, well, maybe I can borrow a tablet. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a tablet uh, man too, or, or, or watching games on the mobile. What, nah. What's that? I, I need the biggest screen. No, no. You, you, yeah, you're I, right, but I think that... Uh, You are lucky that your girlfriend likes basketball, but mine not especially, and she has the power on the remote control, so I have to settle for the tablet. You know? I, I am lucky too that I am working for uh, about this this uh, uh, EuroLeague. Uh, I ha- so my excuse is now I have to watch this game for because <laughs> yeah, it's I have to work. work. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, yes. work. Next <laughs> next next week I have Milan game, so let me let me watch this Milan game. <laughs> And I need the I full screen. Valencia you know? basket. No, it just I have to work. It's for work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys heard Gerard. This is the most important time of the season. So make sure to don't miss a game. And if you don't miss a game, make sure to not not miss also a devotion podcast episode. Gerard, for all the Spanish fans out there, you know you can follow him on on uh, the zone. He's uh, a narrator there best out there in the game. Uh, so it's a pleasure for us to have you here again. You can follow him uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at jsole14. Um, and yeah, was a pleasure. Make sure to follow us. Make sure to 
send us whatever you feel like about the pod, some, some stuff we should change, some stuff we should keep doing, make sure to do it. We are growing, so share our content, listen to it. And yeah, as always, guys, devotion, you got to feel it. You are listening to The Devotion Podcast.